0: Hello, and welcome to the All About Jesus podcast with Jerome Brazier-Carter. In this weekly podcast, we hope the message inspires, encourages, and grows you through our practical and purposeful teachings, delivered in a way that is applicable to your daily life, with hopes of leading you to have an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teachings of Jerome Brazier-Carter and would like to enjoy additional Christian encouragement, we ask that you please subscribe to our YouTube channel itunes and spotify like us on facebook twitter and instagram to receive additional messages and uplifting words from the aaj podcast please don't forget to visit our website and feel free to audio message us at aajpod.org we look forward to answering your questions we thank you in advance and look forward to hearing from you and sharing a word of god with you Greetings, I'm Jerome Brazier-Carter, coming to you from the All About Jesus podcast. We thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time that we may be able to share the word of God with you. I pray all is well, but if not, we pray that something we say today in this message will encourage you to know that God still sees you and wants what's best for you. So today, without further ado, I want to talk to you from the thought of change me into a new me. And our main scripture comes from Psalms 51, 7 and 9. And it reads as follows Cleanse me with hossop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Psalms 51, 7 and 9. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. Do you know there was a time that we all were people who did not know God or lived as if we knew him. We did what we wanted, how we wanted, when we wanted, and however we wanted without any thought of the consequences of our actions or regards for others. We were committed to doing what we wanted and believed in wholeheartedly. Some drank too much and then drove. Some cursed like sailors, some committed adultery, lied, stole, cheated, and whoremongered. We did what we felt like doing. We were full of the worldly thoughts. Our actions powered and motivated by many different emotions, wants, needs, lust, lies, greed, and anger. Some were bitter and jealous and some had envy and unforgiveness and full of selfishness or just to sow discord. In the Bible, there was a man such as this. He was just like some of us, harboring anger and hatred in his heart towards people who held different views than his or didn't look, speak or act like him. He was an agent of Satan to sow discord in the lives of others. Although our main scripture is a request from David, I want to take the request of David and apply it to the life of Saul because his life fits the bill for this request. Just as many of us can take this prayer request of David and make it applicable to our own lives, needing to be washed clean, to be pure, to purify our hearts, renewed in spirit and changed, changed from the old self to a new one. In the main text, the writer is in need of change, but so does Saul. When we first learn of Saul, we find out that he was a deeply religious Jewish man highly educated and committed to the religious traditions and customs of that day and was against anything that did not fit into his religious beliefs, mainly this new religion Christianity. But this would all change one day when he would have an eye-opening experience, an eye-opening experience that was well needed due to the path and course of actions he was taking against God's people and Jesus He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing, so they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, "Ananias," "Yes, Lord," he answered. The Lord told him, "Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying." In a vision. He has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their Kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hand on Saul. He said, brother, Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming has sent me that you may see again and be filled with the Holy spirit immediately. Among those who called on this name and hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priest? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. In the text, we see Saul, who is now Paul, has experienced an eye opening situation. And due to it, and because of it, change in his life has taken place. Do you understand? This is true for you and me as well. We too must sometimes undergo an eye-opening experience that alters and reshapes our thoughts and lives forever. And sometimes God has to take drastic measures to do so. I'm a fond believer of this, that change is not change until something And or someone changes and it has to start with you. I find many times people want others to change and they often pray to God about changing that person. Allow me to respectfully say this. Stop asking God to change everyone around you and start asking him to change you. Because what I've discovered, if you allow God to change you, everything and everyone around you will change. In our main text, the writer David, after sleeping with Uriah's wife Bathsheba, he's asking God to wash him clean, create in him a pure heart, and renew a steadfast spirit within him, changing him from the inside out. He's not asking God to do that in someone else that he believes needs changing. He knows and is acknowledging it is he. Who God needs to change. It is so unfortunate that many people don't realize or recognize that they are the issue, the problem, the trouble, the turmoil and causing all the turbulence in other people's lives. Thus, they're the ones in need of a change. But because they are unable to see themselves as the issue, they often pray and ask God to change others as opposed to asking him to change them. And the person we're highlighting, Saul, was one of the people that didn't know, realize, or recognize he was the issue. And a change and a makeover was overdue for him. But good thing, God knew. He knew Saul needed changing. Not the people around him, but him. Aren't you glad? God knows what we need when we don't know or won't acknowledge it ourselves. So God did just that. He changed Saul to Paul. Understand, change is not always easy, but it is necessary for God to get you where he wants you to be, who he needs you to be in order to do with you what he wants and desires to do to you and through you. We see in Acts, that's what he did to Paul. God changed his heart from stone to flesh, which allowed him to feel what God feels, to feel for the hurting the broken, the downtrodden, the needy, the poor, and the outcast. Now with the changes in Paul, he looked at God's people differently, now having a sympathetic and helping heart towards them. And all because of God's changing of Paul's heart from stone to flesh. We also see that Paul experienced or went through a change of mind. He went from hating to loving, persecuting to preaching, bashing to building up hunting Christians to communing with them, all due to God changing his mindset. He allowed God's great thoughts to enter into his mind and alter his thoughts, getting rid of the old worldly ones, replacing them with spiritual ones, bringing Paul from his own thoughts to God's, allowing him to think as God would think. God speaking to him in order to speak through him and having others receive from him all due to God imparting his thoughts in Paul and changing his mind. That's what a changed mind looks like. In the text, that's not all we see that God changed in Paul. He changed his sight. Remember, he went blind and then the scales fell off when Ananias touched his eyes. He changed his sight. His outlook was different. Seeing things that God sees Seeing the potential and the good in others and self as opposed to seeing the nothing in the naughty. Seeing from clear eyes and not blinded ones. Seeing others as well as self in a different light. Because now he's seeing things through the lenses of God and not self. Do you understand? I once was blind, but now I see. Blinded by the world and my own sight. But when God opens my mind and my sight and changes my outlook, I now see things differently from his lens, from his viewpoint. We also see God changed Paul's surroundings, his surroundings and environment, his plight, his purpose, his position, his friends, and his family. It's right there in the text. If you don't mind, I'm going to stop right here for now until we meet again to complete the teaching, Change Me into a New Me. And I promise you, you don't want to miss the conclusion. Amen? So until then, be blessed.